I don't believe that it's a stretch to claim that we may be misusing, squandering our most precious resource and asset. You see, no matter what the undertaking is, no matter what the goal is, we always must turn to a couple resources, a couple assets that we already have access to, to accomplish the next goal, the next job. If you would like to be a pro golfer or a massive Torah scholar, you'd like to make billions of dollars, insert whatever goal it is that you have in life, it's going to take some attributes, some connections to get you there. If you want to become a fabulously wealthy person, you probably need some access to cash, a loan, definitely a good network, a good work ethic. You want to become even better, a massive Torah scholar, a Talmud Chacham. You are going to need really an unbreakable will. You must be determined. You must have the ability to think on your toes, to develop your mind, thinking and reasoning skills. Probably need a good study partner as well. You want to become a pro golfer. You are going to need the right equipment. You're going to need the right instructor. You're probably going to need a lot of money to have access to the equipment and the courses. Now, there is, however, one asset, one attribute, one thing, one entity that is even more important than everything listed before. It's a simple four-letter word. It is an unbeatable foe. It keeps the score of every individual's life. The word, the asset, the resource is time. Time is called in Hebrew zaman. Time has yet to lose a battle. Time is unbeatable. Time can cure. Time can make one forget. Time can create wealth. Time is the champion. And time is our greatest resource. Zaman. Our parsha now delineates, that is, parsha's emor does, the different zemanim in the Jewish calendar, the different times of the year. There are moyade Hashem, Asher Tikru Oisam, Mikra Ekoidesh. They are moyade Hashem, they are the festivals of God that we should claim, that we should proclaim about them. They are festivals of God. Our Parsha speaks of the holidays of Pesach, Sukkot, Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, Shavuos, all of the holidays. And here is the point. Zaman, time, is not created equal. One mustn't fall prey to the rudimentary understanding of time of Zaman. At first glance, our Hashkafa Rishona, our first thought is, time is a way that we can all be on the same page. Know when the stock market is going to open. Kind of a way that we all can decide to sleep at one time and work at other times. Zaman is kind of the way we all play the game at the same time. We all buy watches. We all kind of let time do its thing. But that's very mistaken. The Torah tells us not like that. There are de Hashem. There are baked into the essence of creation, special, mesugal, spiritually energized 
Zmanim, times. From the beginning of the creation of the world, HaKadosh Baruch Hu set up the world, he created man, and then he created and made Shabbos, the seventh day of the week where it's a day of relaxation, a day of menucha, a day of kedusha of holiness. And God forbid for us to imagine that if we don't keep Shabbos, Shabbos doesn't happen. No, no, no. Shabbos happens whether we like it or not. The same way that waves crash upon the shore is Shabbos every seven days. We have an opportunity to buy into this spiritually energized time. We have an opportunity to honor the day with making kiddush, dressing nicely, eating tasty foods, delicacies, and drinking finely spiced wine. But Shabbos, it's part of Zman. The day of Shabbos is intrinsically kadosh and filled with menucha. Our parsha then speaks after Shabbos of the other holidays. And while it's interesting to note that the Jewish people have been gifted the opportunity and the job, really, to set up the calendar and establish when the holidays are going to happen, and that's part of where you can already tell how great the Jewish people are, that God has given us kind of the control over time in a way. But once we establish when a certain holiday is, when the new month is, and therefore when Pesach or Sukkot is, then that day becomes spiritually energized by itself. That stint of time, that point on the calendar, is intrinsically, is in essence, a festival, a holiday. Now, let's take it to another level. There's also inside of time certain times that are ripe and special for certain things. Pesach is a zman of freedom, and a person can tap into freedom at that time. There's a time called zman simchaseinu that happens around Sukkot time. There's a zman of menucha on Shabbos. There's a zman each individual time at the right time. And as King Solomon exclaimed in Ecclesiastes, he said, There's a time to cry. There's a time to laugh. There's a time to build, there's a time to plant, there's a time, there's a time, there's a time. So what's left for us? What are we to do about the most powerful asset and resource that we own? How can we harness the power of time? Rav Yerucham tells us the way. And as I was going through the piece, as I was writing it down, preparing it, a pretty clear and vivid picture leapt to mind, and I think the mushal, the parable, no, it's not a parable, it's a true story, will shed light on the topic. I can still vividly see, I think it was sixth or seventh grade, when my father came in the door and said, you know, that famous water park up in Williamsburg, not Williamsburg, New York, but Williamsburg, Virginia, named Great Wolf Lodge, this big indoor aquatic amusement park. It was a place where It was the first of its time. A person could, or a kid, could go and run around in the water park. There was an arcade. I remember they had a GameCube in the room that we were staying in. Probably many people don't even know what a GameCube is, so that's pretty cool. Now, inside this water wonderland in Great Wolf Lodge, there was this jungle gym of water where you can push the buckets over and go down these slides. 
and standing at the very top of this water-like playground structure was this huge bucket, about a thousand gallons, that every ten minutes, when it would become so filled to the brim with water, would tip over and dump all that water upon a person. So all the kids would run underneath it, and that was something that I really enjoyed doing. I can still remember it. It even hurt a little bit because of the strength of the water at the speed of the height that it fell from. And as this bucket was about to drop, I could still hear the siren. This big, loud, booming ring would go off, and all the kids would run right underneath it so that they can get the water to pour on them. And all of a sudden, it would tip, and everyone would become soaking wet, and it was a blast. And anyone who missed out, well, they missed out. You see, Zman's like that. Zaman comes whether we like it or not. Every seventh day is Shabbos, and the 15th of Sukkot, the 15th of Tishrei is always Sukkot. The 15th of Nisan is always Pesach. And if we hear the siren, and we prepare ourselves to run underneath this bucket... Well, then the water will dump on us. This spiritually energized Zaman that is ripe for the picking for anyone who chooses to take from it. Well, if they position themselves properly, they can harness the power of Zaman. To be muchan, to be prepared for the Zaman is our avoida. Or as Rabbi Yerucham put it, kol avoidas ha'adam lihios muchan lechagim veshabes. Each individual, his entire service to his creator is to be properly prepared for the times of the festivals and of Shabbos. Preparation. Now, armed with this idea and understanding of time, we can rediscover a rather fascinating line in the Rambam that otherwise we might have read right through. The Rambam says in the Laws of the Morning, Kriya Shema, in chapter 1, Halacha Yud Aleph, Shekosa, the Rambam writes, the mitzvah to say Kriya Shema is obviously every morning, and we have to hit the Ziman Kriya Shema. There's a certain cutoff time. And the Rambam further delineates the laws of, if God forbid somebody should wake up late and be short on time, or even entirely miss the Zaman Kriya Shema. But listen to the words of the Rambam. Mitzvah's Kriya Shema, Zaman Abayoyim, it's in the morning, it's by day, Imanetzachama, with sunrise, Ulemi, and to the individual, She'ovar ve'ichor ve'kora Kriya Shema, to the individual who the time passed over him and was delayed. Rambam describing the proper and fitting time to fulfill the obligation of Krishna puts the ball in time's court. It is that time passed over him, not that he was delayed and missed the time. Because Zaman is what it's about. Zaman continues to march on, and it's our job to jump in underneath the bucket and take advantage of the ripe zamanim. Now that we've hopefully clarified that each time, each stint of time on the calendar has its own special, unique avayda based on what zaman it is, a.k.a. simcha, zaman simcha seinu by sukkah, zaman cheru seinu by pesach, we should try to buy in, it at least makes sense to me like this, 
We should buy into the Mida and the Zaman for what Chazal taught us this time is special for. At the time of Zaman Simcha, say, no, then double down on your Simcha. I imagine it'd be a smart idea to double down on your Chayrus, on your freedom during the days of Pesach. And right now, during Sefir Asa I'd imagine just as the Ramah taught us that we should be studying the ethics of our fathers to properly prepare for Kabbalah Satira, now is the Zaman that is Mesugal, that is specially fitting to work on character development and perfection. Now is the time to build up one's taste and anticipation and preparation for the holiday of Shavuos. And in the same way that you wouldn't look forward or even focus at all on building a snowman in the summer, and you wouldn't look forward to taking a swim during the winter, we should use this man for what they are unique and special for at those proper times. Number two, Revolba and Alishar brings a piece from Rabbeinu Nisim, the Ran, who describes to us that the ideas of good days and bad days started a long time ago. In Hebrew, it's called Yemei Ha'ava, Yemei Hasina, the days of love and the days of hate. Some days nothing goes our way and things are sluggish. We feel like we can't get anything accomplished. And that's baked into time. And conversely, there are days that everything seemingly is going our way. Things come easy to us. Knowledge, retention, success, wherever we go. Our friends seem to seek our presence, want to hang out with us. It's a good day. Yemei Ha'ava. So the second practical takeaway should be during the Yemei's Hasina, the dark times, the bad days, you probably shouldn't go for it in the same way that you would on the good days. Probably the mindset should be to grind through it. It's a part of life. This is how it goes. Everyone has good days and bad days. But on the good days, the positive takeaway, you shouldn't take naps, I'd imagine. You should try to double down on your effort. If it's working and it's going and you're feeling good and the brain is connecting and people are, you know, your phone's ringing off the hook in the office for what it is that you're selling, I'd imagine that you should take full advantage of that yemei ha'ava, that unique, successful time. And the Almighty knows that sometimes we feel like the yemei ha'ava, the good days are short-lived. So definitely... Let's try to double down on the good days. Try to get as much accomplished as possible. And lastly, the Mayade Hashem, the festivals of the Torah of a God, there's one that comes every seven days and it's called Shabbos. God, he keeps it hidden away for the Jewish people. It's a sign. It is an os. Even at Kaddish Baruch Hu, we're told, God Almighty keeps Shabbos at whatever understanding we have of that. And when the Torah is looking for a description, a way to define and describe Yom Kippur, it uses Shabbos and calls it Shabbos Shabboson. Shabbos is like a mini Yom Kippur. Shabbos is packed with Kedusha and Mitzvot. And if we aren't enjoying it, if it's not dumping its spiritually charged water on us, then maybe we haven't adequately prepared for it. Maybe we must strive to be, perhaps, a half hour early for Shabbos, 10 minutes early for Shabbos, even on time for Shabbos. For when that alarm, that buzzer that would go off before it dropped the water, we needed, we must, every kid had to run underneath that big bucket to get the water poured on them. For Shabbos Kodesh, 
to maximize that holy zman, that small stint of time that comes around once a week, we must be underneath the bucket. We must be in the splash zone of Kedusha. We must be prepared. We must be muhan for Shabbos. So, in conclusion, there is perhaps the most powerful force in the universe. This force, namely a four-letter English word named time and a three-letter Hebrew word named zman, can make one really beaten down to a pulp. Zaman can raise people up to the highest heights. Time can make a man wealthy. Time can make one forget pain. Time, Zaman, can cure and can heal. Zaman has yet to lose a battle. Time ceaselessly marches forth uncontrolled by man. Time, one of the most powerful forces in the Milky Way, and it can be harnessed by you. It can be put on your team. Don't be like those people that say, I just wish that I had more time. No. With acknowledgement, with preparation, with a clarity that kol avaydas ha'odom, the entire job and service of a man, of an individual, is to be prepared, to prepare for those good times, and to be prepared for the bad times, and to be for the Hashem and the Shabbos that comes, that is putting one of the most powerful spiritual forces in the world on your team.